The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Holy crap. That intro came up fast because I was talking through the whole thing. And I was making fun of you, knee. Because <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> I felt old on Saturday when I ran with all those 20-year-olds. Oh, man. Dude, what were you doing? We were just doing like a scavenger hunt thing. And it's not a thing I wanted to do in the first place, but Mary wanted to go. So I just yeah, you went bared with it. And then... Because it's a race, they were all running, and they're all like 22, 23. Here I am, 30-year-old. <laughs> you'd think you'd be in better shape doing all the physical work you do at work all the time. Uh, but I just got like arm strength and leg strength. And like, I was finding that like my core was actually yeah. where my weak spot was there. That's fair. I um, I played hockey religiously. Um, up to the end of my twenties and goalie, mm-hmm. not a skater skating up and down the ice. No, um, but you were flopping about, flopping about. And I was, I was amazed by the time I was 25, I never, never really ran anywhere. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was 25, I, I was amazed at how easy it was for me to run semi-long distances, you know, like not marathon distances, but, um, you know, I, I could run, 10 blocks and uh and i'd be winded by the end but i wouldn't feel as shitty as i feel now (laughs) (laughs) yeah well it was like also like 30 degrees out so that didn't help yeah yeah that that just makes things worse yeah Yeah. i I felt pretty gross after running for Mm. we probably ran like one and a half 2k yeah over the course of like a day or over the course of a couple hours uh like over the course of like an hour or two okay um, it wasn't like full tilt running or anything. It was more like jogging, but right, still sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Um, uh, you were gone last week. Yeah, I was and in I, Vancouver. I told people that you were um, that you were you know fighting some mortal disease. I can't <laughs> remember exactly what I said, but nope, I was at a funeral. I guess, slash memorial. It's kind of like a combination of like my grandfather and my grandmother. Okay. Uh, Cause um, I think my grandmother kept my grandfather's ashes while she was alive. That makes sense. We were burying both of them. Nice. As well as uh, my great uncle mm. at the same time. So it, w- it went okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was fine. Um, I got to meet more people in on my dad's side of the family, which is nice because I haven't seen those people since I was like 10. Right. So it's just nice to meet people, catch up. See how they've aged. 
marvel at how tall you've gotten. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get a lot of those comments? Uh, oh my, how tall you are. How much you've quite. grown. <laughs> I remember when you and you were this tall. Everybody knew that I was really tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do. There were remarks of like, oh yeah, you were about this tall last time I saw you. Yeah. It's like half my current size. <laughs> nice. If not less. Yeah. Uh, I think that worked. Hooray, Pro Tools. Yay, Pro Tools. That was, that took 13 minutes to figure out. It probably wasn't, it was probably closer to seven. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> everything went okay, though. So we're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, I would have loved to complain about the dongles like I did um, on the podcast because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine the like, waves has decided not to use iLock, right. And that was the reason the, um, the whole thing shut down, um, waves decided not to use iLock. Okay. Um, and I imagine it's because iLock charges a fee to, um, to use their companies DRM. Right. Um, which isn't even all that great. Cause there's people who make, uh, pirated versions crack of iLock. Crack it's it all so, the time. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, uh, it's, it's become even easier with waves anyway. So yeah. And, and, but I mean, they don't, they don't crack the iLock. They crack the software that relies on the iLock. Uh, no, some of them actually make like an alternate version of the iLock software. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So there you go. Lots of different things to complain about. Anyway, it would be really nice to downsize um, or, or, you know what, half of these things I could even just store directly on the computer, right? I currently have my iLock licenses on my computer. The trouble is I jump around between three different computers, right? So, yeah. um, so I, so I need depending to, on what the license you bought. Yeah. Well, they I all need to find my iLock. I can't <laughs> find it anywhere. <laughs> you lost it? Apparently. It used to be in my stash of USB uh, sticks, but it's not mm -hmm. in there anymore. So I, I wonder if somebody grabbed it by mistake, thinking it was a U just a regular USB. USB and yeah. it's, uh, easy to easy to do. I mean, I'm they look they look like it. Yeah, even the new ones do. The new ones even more so. Yeah, yeah, because they're sleeker and they look better. But yeah, yeah, and and you know what? The only one the only one that that I've been using reliably all these years is the, is the, uh, the Steinberg key, mm -hmm. which uses a completely different format altogether. Um, I have one of those somewhere. It's a little tiny guy. Yeah. A little, this little blue thing. Yeah. Mine's not blue. Mine's red. Uh, cause it's an NFR. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I got it from Steinberg themselves. Yeah. Didn't have to pay a dime. Nice. But I also don't want to jump through the hoops of registering every three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For, uh, DAW software you're not that I'm use. not really using. I, yeah. I just did it to try out Cubase for three months for free. And it took me like two days to be like, nope. <laughs> yeah. What, um, what didn't you like about it? You were trying out Cubase nine, right? Uh, yeah. 9.5. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's different enough uh, that it's not uh, worth uh, the time. It It's not made for people like me. It's more catering to songwriters. Um, um, it's, it's catering, it's catering to laptop users is what okay. it is. 
And that's the big reason that I... Well, I just, I don't like having all my technical stuff hidden behind windows and menus and shit. Yeah. If I'm going to flip the phase, I want it to be just a button right there. Well, and, and, and they have in the rack, like they have that expandable rack. Yeah. That you can, you can select what you see in the expandable rack. But you have to set that up every time that you open up a new session. You don't actually, you can, you can save it as a default. Yeah, but there's still a lot of work. I know, I know. Uh, but I mean, you... For something I... that should be there to begin with. <laughs> I really miss, I really miss their, um, their version six uh, console. It, version six was the last one I liked. It was the last one. It was the last one that I enjoyed. Um, and so, so much so to the point that I still keep considering going back to version six to mix in. Mm-hmm. Um, because they haven't made any, any automation updates. They haven't made any, um, like the EQ is still the same EQ, um, the, all the built-in stuff, but the rack, the, the, the rack, the visual mix window was spectacular and yeah, so the useful. The mix window was great. Um, the only thing about the new ones that I like is some of the editing tools they give you. Yeah. Those yeah. are really good. And that's, that's the reason I still use... I still use um, Cubase 7 because they made a huge um, update in their pitch correction software and their um, their time stretch algorithms. Yeah. And so I use 7 for tracking and editing. I just, unless I'm doing something super quick and dirty, yeah. I don't mix in. I hated 8. Um, yeah, I, I 8 isn't compatible with, I bought 8.5, I think, and it's not compatible with um, with the computer downstairs. Oh. It's got a graphics issue that is not work around, can't work around. Nine. Uh, I thought it was like a interesting because they were trying to get back some of their uh, some of the people who kind of jump shift mm. after seven. Yeah. Um. So like there were some graphic things that made it kind of look closer to seven. Yeah. In some sense, but it was more sleek still, and. I don't, I didn't notice if it still had like the multi function buttons or whatever, like the annoying things that yeah. you dislike in seven. It does. Okay. Like I said, it only took me like a couple of days and I was just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Nine is uh, from, from what I understand, nine is better laid out with those buttons than seven or eight were. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like it was better layout, but yeah, I yeah. still, it kind of felt like I was on a, uh, a touch screen, mm-hmm. but I'm using a mouse and keyboard. So well, and, it's and, just, and, and I think, I think that might have something to do with it because they've, they've been going pretty heavy after the, after the touch screen market with their Cubasis, right? Yeah. Um, but make yeah. Cubasis your touch screen. Yeah, I know. Make Cubase your desktop <laughs> let's face it like professionals are using desktops well but that's the thing is is the majority the overwhelming majority of their users are laptop and mobile users sure and and, and they dominate the market um for the prosumer mm. at the prosumer level yeah um oh. I like my Reaper. Reaper's good. Yeah. Although Reaper Six is going to come out soon. The thing that the thing that baffled me the most though was they made the change with Nuendo as well, which is dominantly used by by professionals mm-hmm. and not by the prosumer or the consumer market. Um, I don't know. Nuendo just kind of feels like a repackaged Cubase to me, anyway. And well, see, and, and it's 
they have video integration and they have well, much better integration of they are better yeah. at video and that sort of thing but that's the target audience though yeah right? yeah so i don't understand why they would be going into the touchscreen market there because yeah. those people aren't upgrading no. that often but they still they, they 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 still try to do the um the expandable they still implemented the expandable racks um the the, the complete resizable rack display and mix window um yeah. yeah it's just awful it's just awful yeah. i've been like in my setup yeah like reaper with mcu and uh console one is mm. a, a it's a good workflow you're getting more comfortable with console one yeah 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 what's your um what's your update review so far this week mm, well, i haven't had much chance to <coughs> play with it this week hmm yeah, I guess you were away for I've a while. Been, yeah, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it has effectively taken two hours of my mix time out. No kidding. Yeah. That fast, hey? That that much time That's, savings. How much... Yeah. Um, so how, what what percentage are we talking about? Like, you used to mix a song in six hours, now it's four? Or you used to mix a song in four uh, hours, now I would, it's two? I would say I used to mix anywhere from six to eight hours. Okay. And now I'm doing like four to six. Nice. And That's these awesome. are longer songs, like five to ten minute songs. So right. those usually take longer anyway. Yeah. If I was to do a four minute song, I suspect that it would be cutting oh. the time to like four. three to four five on the long side if i awesome. put a lot of focus yeah in there very cool yeah uh, and that's just partly because i i made some default things in reaper so that when i open a new track console one is automatically automatically on it on it yeah and then as i name the track in reaper it names the track in console one nice um which that's a, a thing that reaper just they updated their yeah, software you, to be able to do that you mentioned that last time yeah yeah um i also enjoy i don't know if this is an update for reaper or not but yeah. i can have a template of empty tracks and so long as i don't actually name those tracks when i drop a track in there it actually renames the track oh sweet for me to nice. whatever the the, 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 the name file was name before. is yeah yeah very cool that's handy yes yeah it used to not do that it used to just remain blank so and I think most software it does that, like like remains blank. Yeah. Yeah. Or remains the default name, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if this was like an update a long time ago or not, because mm. I rarely update right. anyway. Like I usually <laughs> wait until I find or I hear something is like, oh, this new feature which will actually kill some mm. some wasted time. Right. Because you don't have to do stuff. Then I download. <laughs> yeah. Although Reaper 6 should be coming out probably in the next several months, and I'll have to rebuy my license. Any idea what uh, what new is coming in 6? Not 100% sure. Okay. New version of my, uh, my uh, template? No. Wouldn't be called template. My theme in Reaper is on the go it's in beta right now yeah you were talking that you still using the api one right yeah i'm yeah. I'm using an api one that was like released in mm-hmm. forever ago but <laughs> the guy who made that one uh is making a third version of it 
which looks very sleek and I would love to to get it when it's ready. And I think right. he's also experimenting with making a Neve and a SSL looking very cool theme as well. <clears throat> I, my my, t my favorite template is still, or my favorite um, skin is still the uh, white tile um, or Imperial by white tile. I think it is um, yeah. that one. That one looks super Neve to me. Like, a yeah. I mean, a lot of people who know what boards look like, and have that ability in Reaper kind of do that. Yep. Those people could charge money for their things. <laughs> they really, they really could. <laughs> mm. I'm su surprised that they don't. Yeah. Like I would pay for that API theme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially considering how cheap the soft, the basic software is. Mm -hmm. It's like sixty bucks for a for a private license is pretty affordable. Yeah, and right. that covers you up until you hit like I think 30,000 a year. Yeah. Yeah, 30,000 $200, which is still American? cheap. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the grand scheme of things, there's not a lot of and pro a, software. Well, apparently Logic might be the only one that's cheaper. If you approach them too, like if you were building a big um facility that required several licenses, mm -hmm. they they give you deals too. Oh yeah, uh, nice. I just heard that from a uh, uh, person I I went who taught me at school who like right he he approached them and got like a killer deal on licenses because he has an entire school yeah that needs licenses That's so awesome. he's got like fifteen twenty computers that need to have their own license. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, we just, um, another update, swing that chair out of the way. We just, uh, we just installed a, um, Ooh. one of the X touches up here as a control surface. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool little thing. It's, uh, it's a hell of a lot bigger than we expected. A heck of a lot bigger. Now you've seen these at work, right? Um, yeah. Um, but I've never seen one in person until, until it showed um, up a couple, last week. I think it showed up last week. Expansions for that, right? They do. That's just the eight, the eight faders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Uh, we might, we might in the long term um, expand to like a 24 channel thing, mm -hmm. but we'd have to figure out the desk space layout because the desk isn't exactly um, laid out with controllers in mind. So yeah. Um, I'm going to be building a custom deck desk mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to be building it so that everything's like easy to access. And yeah, I'm going to probably make some covers for it, but I'm going to make it so that it's expandable to 32. Right. Cause I, I think I might expand my MCU to, Nice. 32 channels in the long term. I'm not going to do it anytime soon. Right. I got better things to spend my money on at the I moment. Found, I found a new system. It's it's probably not new, but I found a competitor system that um, that looks like it might actually be overall a better value than the MCUs. Really? Um, yeah. So Icon... Um, the company Icon makes a control surface, not super well known, um, but Studio Economique um, carries them. And comparatively, 
they look they look nicer they look sleeker um and uh the little bit of research that i've done they seem to um they seem to have a pretty good reputation um uh i can't and, and it's a it's more of a modular system and I have to look deeper into it to find all the details. Um, but uh, is it the Qcon? Yeah, there's a there's a handful of handful of different modules that you can combine together. Um, so it's expandable in whatever way you need. Kind of, yeah. Um, anyway, it it looks it looks sleeker in a in a smaller footprint. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Looking at small pictures of it at the moment. Yeah, at Studio Economique doesn't have good pictures on their website. Well, I'm going to iconproaudio.com. Oh, sweet. There you go. Slowly but surely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's all built on it's all built on modular, um, and so you can oh you, you can, can get it in white or black. I think so, or white or silver. I think I don't know about black. Can you get it in black? I don't know. The pictures saw I saw black? were all black, and then I got on the page, and, and it's, it's white. like a white. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so it, this one's this one's made it into into consideration. Um, Roland decided to pull the trigger on the uh, on the, the Behringer next. though, just because it was it it fit more of his immediate needs without needing to be modular. Okay. Um, and he got a sweet deal on this one, so it was hard for us to say no. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, um, oh, there's meters mm-hmm. on them. Who I know. Right. So I have to do some more research to find out how into integratable it might actually be. But, uh, uh, looks like they work pretty hard on making it like workable on as many, uh, systems iOS's as or iOS's and other OS's. It, like, it works on iOS too. Uh, yeah, iOS 7 to 11. That's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, wait, um, sorry. No, it doesn't work with iOS. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought they were just <laughs> listing all of them because they all say yes, except for iOS gotcha. 7 to 11. Yeah. Right. But Mac OS, uh, they have like 10 point whatever. Fuck. <laughs> 10.8 <laughs> to 10.13. Oh, okay. 10.8. That's good. We're 10.8 downstairs. Okay. Yeah. It looks like it works on 10.8. Sweet. Um, yeah. So, so I'm modern windows, of course. I'm going to, I'm going to do some research on that because I need something new to research and I love doing gear geek out stuff. So yeah. <laughs> the, um, the one, the one issue with it being modular is you actually have to buy all the modules independently. So, um, if you want the scribble strips screen, that's a different module that you have to buy and connect, right? Yeah. Um, not it looks gonna... like there's several versions of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, well, and and that's the that's the beauty of it is you can there's you can like really customize Qcon it. Pro, Qcon Pro X, Qcon Pro XS, <laughs> Qcon XS G two, uh, Qcon Pro G two. Hmm. Jeez. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, XS is probably extension. That makes sense. It doesn't say in the description. 
This is a good radio. Well, I'm just looking at websites. Sorry, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm I just clicked control surfaces and it just showed pictures of all the things and their names. <laughs> yeah. Hey, while you're looking at that, but, while you're looking at that, let me get into um, into this uh, this conundrum. This your pseudo conundrum or drama? Yes. Um, I don't want to say it's dramatic. It's just uh, I'm as soon as we're done the show today. I'm going to be doing revision six on a mastering project. Um, I know. Wow. I know. What What's wrong with the mix? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. So to set it all up, um, I've been, I've specifically asked not to be credited, credited in any way um, in association with the project because the content is controversial. Okay. And it's, it's, um, it's enough that it could be bad for business, right? Cause I, I don't want to, I don't want to take sides on anything. Um, that's not true. I definitely want to take sides in this particular fight, which the content is, is, is irrelevant. Um, in this particular fight, I don't need to take any sides. Yeah. So I just don't want to, um, plus they've stolen all the, all the music. They flat out stolen all the music um, and have absolutely zero regard for copyright. And that was, that was my issue first, right on day one, when I started working with them, right. that I don't want to be, I don't want to be credited in any way with this because it is stolen as it is, as it is, I've been warned about, about downloading, um, audio tracks from, um, YouTube. And because that's their chosen source, I've just flat out refused to do any YouTube downloads period from now on. So yeah, I got a, I got a, uh, not a summons, but a cease and desist, oh, something like that. You got a letter. Yeah. Um, via Shaw, which is, which is fine. It, not the first time it's happened, but I don't want to take any chances. So Shaw, yeah, it does that. They do that cause they have to though. Yeah. And, and it's, they don't do it until someone approaches them and says, listen, this IP address has been, well, they you know, just give them a list and be like, these IP addresses download a yeah. lot of this yeah. content of ours. Exactly. Send them a cease and desist. Um, anyway, so, <clears throat> so, uh, because of the particular style of music that these guys did, I did all the vocal tracking and all the mixing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would do as many as three songs in a night. Right. And they would, they're not, these guys aren't super pushy. Uh, in fact, they're generally kind of nice, but they're pretty demanding at the same time. Okay. Um, and I've had to, their expectation is that they can just stay all night and get work done. Right. Mm. Okay. Uh, and, and, and so I've, a number of times I've had to, I've had to shut them down. And, and I even, even now that we're six months into, into um, working together, I just shut them down. As soon as we pass 11, whatever, whatever thing I finish working on at that point, that's when we're done. Right. Anyway, not part of the problem, but, uh, because of that, we might do, we might do three songs in a night mm-hmm. and they want, they want those songs edited because they do a lot of double tracking um right. so uh, just vocals. To tighten them up a bit and they're not they're not um as much as i've tried to coach them to plan on things like plan where you take a breath so that 
when you do your double track, the breath can actually be in the same spot. And I don't have a huge ton of work fixing that, you know, yeah. there's a breath here and in the other one, there's a breath later, you know? Um, so they don't, they, they, they admit that they should do that, but they don't. So, um, so there's a ton of editing. There's probably about, probably about 40. That's not fair. Some of the better tracks, there's about 20 to 30 minutes of editing and some of the, some of the more complicated tracks, okay. um, there could be as much as 45 minutes of editing per song. Right. Right. And they're, they're okay with that, but they still expect once the editing is done that, um, that we go on to mixing. Right. And so not only in a night, are we recording three songs? Then we're editing three songs. Now they want three songs mixed. And so the mixes that I do in my note right here is the, the mixes that we do are super quick and compromised, right? So I do my best to control things like sibilance and I do my best to, to get a good frequency balance, but the stolen MP3 crappy, um, audio, mm -hmm. um, downloads, then <clears throat> as many as four different voices, four different people singing on a track and none of the voices sound similar. So they all have their own huge range of problems. Yeah. And almost never are they willing to do a third take. You know, they're they're They, they try to get the, um, the, the, the main guy even gets a little, a little annoyed at everybody else if they don't nail it on the first take. Um, it's, it's that kind of, that kind of environment. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so, so we get, um, <laughs> I made, I made the mistake about halfway through the project to bring up mastering and he asked me what mastering costs. And, and I let him know that it, it costs $400 to do an album or $40 a song. That's my current rate as of whatever the date is, um, July, 2018. Um, and, and the, the limit on that album is what you can fit on a CD. So that's 78 minutes of music ish. Right. Okay. So he, um, the, the main guy, and, and that's usually who I deal with is the main guy. Everyone else is kind of a, kind of comes and goes. Yeah. Um, he decided that he wanted to cram every single second full and even um, cut songs a little shorter so that he could fit on an additional song um, onto the album. And so literally there is 77 minutes and 57 seconds worth of audio on the CD. That's too long. Um, he doesn't care. He's got a message to spread. Right. <sighs> so... Um, he also doesn't care that he's taking advantage of me because he's stealing other people's music. So he doesn't really care that he's taking advantage of me. So now I have 20 songs to master um, because that's how much he fit on the CD. Yeah. And I've done, I've done really quick and compromised mixes on all of these songs. Right. And so they're, they're filled with issues and now I'm mastering. Um, so initially I mastered, I, I, I used, uh, I used a song from 2012 as my reference. It was pretty similar in style to a lot of them. Right. Um, and, and it was a good, uh, it was a really good reference anyway. 
So I get the song sounding really, really, really good by the end of the mastering session. Mm-hmm. They're all really balanced. There's there's a couple a couple issues that I I can't really do anything more with because the track uh, the track is poor quality or poor mixed or like the track itself. Oh, the um, backing track. The, the backing track has issues. Right. Um, but the mistake I made in version one, um, too much high frequency. Okay. So there's a little, there, there's a little extra sibilance that comes out. So I get a note back that says, Hey, we love how this sounds, but, um, it's got this thing that goes on in the high end. Yeah. I'm like, well, I can understand that. Um, after I listen to it again, I, I, I agree. Let's cut that back. So I cut that back. Um, version two, I think sounded great with a, with a wonderful balance, top end and low end. It stacked up against the reference track really, really well, especially considering that the performers were just kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I send it off. I'm, I'm really excited. I got, I got great volume out of it. It stacks up against modern mixes or modern masters pretty well. I'm, I'm feeling really good about it. And I get a note back that says, there's not enough bass. I don't know what you did, but there's not enough bass. The mixes sound way better because this is like, there's just not enough bass. Like, have you listened? Let, let, let's just clarify something. Have you listened to professional, like to other people's songs, you know, let's say in the last 10 years. Yeah. And, and are you comparing that or are you just comparing to the mixes? He says, I'm just comparing to the mixes. I say, can you go listen to other people's tracks? You know, something professionally made that you, that you enjoy, that you feel is professional, that, that we're targeting. Um, and he says, okay. And I still, because, because at that very moment I had, a, I, I had a moment, uh, at the end of a night to yeah. figure out a way to boost the bass, but I have to turn down the track because there's just no more room. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I send that, I send that version his way. So version three, he wants way more bass. I turn the track down by three decibels and I boost the bass by about 2.1 decibel. What's I think, I think the number. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was just a nice shelf, really low boost up the subs essentially. Yeah. Um, and I, and I felt like suddenly it sounds horrible, <laughs> right? But fine. So I send it off. He writes back, this is amazing, but it's still got that thing. Like, I really don't think it does, but okay. And he says, he says, I want to come and show you what it sounds like in my car. So you can hear what I'm talking about. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, so yesterday morning I had a, I had a cancellation and I start working on other things and, and he texts me and he says, yeah, come on in. And I, can I come and show you right now? I'm like, yeah. yes, come right now. This is, this is perfect timing. Um, and so he shows up, I, I sit in his car yeah. and the bass is overwhelming. It's like, ah, gross. Um, and he cranks it up and when he cranks it up, you can hear the sibilance. It's, um, it is, it, it's there. You can hear it. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on, let's take a look at your EQ settings. So we go to his EQ settings and he's got the bass turned all the way up on his car stereo, yeah. which is predictable. I understand that. But he's also got the treble turned all the way up. Yep. 
And I'm like, if you didn't do that, you wouldn't hear this. Well, he says, but I don't hear it when I turn on the radio. Like, you probably do. You're just not as critical. You're not as critical of it. Um, but I like, okay, fine. I will, um, I'll take another attempt at making that go away. Um, and so I send him version five and he writes back, I don't know what you did, but now it's just too muffled because I've been taking out the t's. I'm like, well, it, everything, everything is completely, completely too, um, completely too, uh, related. It, it's all tied together. And if, if, if I cut something here now, something else isn't. So I send him, I send him another revision where I, <clears throat> instead of, instead of whatever I, I did, I, 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 I get a really narrow focused de-esser. Cause it was really, it was just on a couple songs. I get a really narrow focus de-esser and I focus in on those songs about seven K. Yeah. Well, you know what? No, I moved it up to 10 K ish. Anyway. So it, it just, a just a band pass, not even a shelf, um, de-esser just a, yeah. like, you know, and, and I, uh, I, I go to town on it and he writes back and he says, great, great. Now turn everything up. Because the vocals seem too quiet now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna turn the whole fucking thing up, and the bass, which is already distorting in the limiter, yep. um, is gonna distort even more. But it's gonna give him the volume. And I don't know I don't know what else to do. Uh, I'm I'm at such a I'm at such a crossroads with this that um, I imagine you're already hitting like the penalty limit. Uh, what do you use the loudness penalty website? Uh, no, I I um I haven't. Oh, yeah. It could oh, yeah. be a good tool to show them and be like, "Hey, look, this is what it looks like currently." Yeah, but he these doesn't... services are going to turn your music down. Those services will never put his music up because it's all stolen. Yeah, yeah. And so the so the conclusion we've come to is that for the next out al- because we're already recording the next album. Which is dumb. That like, is dumb. He's he's got be performing your current album to see how he has no intention of performing it ever. Then why the fuck even bother? Because he's got a message, okay, to share. Fucking record yourself then. Well, especially if your but, fucking message is controversial. And uh, the um, he actually stopped working with the last studio that he was working with because the guy was um, didn't agree with his his views. And would openly say things like, well, your guys aren't very good, so I don't know what else you want to expect. <laughs> and I just don't make critical comments like that. Yeah. I mean, um, that's not something you should do with a client anyway. Yeah. So what we've decided, what we've agreed to is the next record, we're not going to master it. He's happy with the mixes. And as we finish songs, he can do whatever the hell he wants to. And I'll, well, I'll do like a pseudo master at the end of every mix. And be done if it's it. not going to be going out in a yeah. saleable market anyway, there's no point in mastering. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm frustrated with that. Um, and, and he's been, he, I sent him three revisions yesterday. Yeah. And it, at, at about, at about 55 minutes per revision. Um, yeah, it was just such an interruption to my day, but I, I wanted to get it done as so fast as 
be done with it, right? Wipe your hands clean of the... But then all night and all morning, he's been texting me, expecting me to, to give him another revision, another revision right away. Why didn't you send one last night? Why don't I have one this morning? Blah, 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 blah. I have other fucking clients too. Yeah. They're not the only person. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so I think... I think I have to totally revise my um, my mastering policy. Oh goodness! To uh, I have rules with my mastering policy to not I, let people do that kind of thing. I always I always assumed that because I mean version two I fully expected to do a version two. Yeah, you know, like by the end of by the end of the day. That being said, if he hadn't if he hadn't demanded um, the the masters right away. I probably would have sat on them for a couple of days to let my ears readjust and, yeah. and review again. But, well, I mean, my, my workaround there is just telling people like, Hey, you'll get these in I don't know, a week's time and then I'll give them before that week. But yeah. 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 That makes, that makes the most sense. I need to, I need to have more lax turnaround times. Well, th that's what you got to do, and then it'll make clients happy when you when you exceed their expectations. Yeah, yeah. when you're telling people oh, it'll take me a week, but it takes you three days. Like, yeah. you look like you look like a hero. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, how do you treat this song or the 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 number of songs and the total length of of a project like one of the big things that screwed me here is it's 20 songs that he squeezed in because my limit has been 78 minutes yeah right on I, I don't have that limit you just do flat rate i just per do song? well i do my flat rate per song um however like if i'm mastering they should have an idea as to what songs are going to be on the record Mm -hmm. so I should know how many songs are already going on and I can adjust my rate accordingly. Right. Right. Um, I do base everything off of about 45 per song for mastering. Okay. Sometimes I charge 50. Right. But I, I try to keep everything in that general ballpark area. Yeah. If I'm doing an entire record, like a 10 song record, I, I tend to give a better deal. Right. Uh, cause I am doing a bulk project. And, and generally I'm going to just master one song, send them a thing, see if they like it. And if they do, then I'm going to use that song and base everything else around it. That's fair. Yeah. Like the other songs will probably be in the mastering session, but mm -hmm. mm, I, I may as well find where they want things with one song and yeah. then focus everything around that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 going to have to think about that a lot. But uh, if I don't have any ideas around things, like I am pretty clear that I will not do more than 15 songs. That might be that might be the good the good limit is is you know, have an have an have a song fee, an album fee, maximum number of songs for that album fee. Yeah. And uh and then price per song beyond that i think over an hour uh there should be an additional fee that's not a bad idea 
that's not a bad idea. Um, I mean, you can change your limit to be 60 minutes. What do you think of the model that, um, that, uh, that charges by, by minute? Uh, I've explored a little bit and I found that it, it, the, the price that makes sense for me to charge by the minute still ends up usually being that like 45, 50 a song right. price. So, I mean, it's, you really just change kind of, it looks like a smaller price, but people aren't stupid. They're going to do the math and realize, oh, it's $400 to do my record or, right. or whatever. And, and the reality is, is those things are just, base ideas as to how much it'll cost for stuff. And I'm, I'm moving away from that and I'm trying to do a more fluid pricing structure that adjusts to the artist. Right. Yeah. So if it makes sense to do the album for 200 bucks, cause the album's like 15 minutes long, like I'm going to do that. Whereas like, I don't know, 78 minutes. Like, that's going to be an expensive mastering project. I'd probably charge like 600 bucks for that. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I and that I should have, especially because I'm, I think I'm, I'm four hours um, additional just in revisions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like if, if someone was to approach me and be like, I want 78 m- minutes of music master like it's probably gonna be my opening bid is like 700 and i'll let them talk me down to six right yeah that's do people do you find people negotiate with you uh sometimes Hmm. i haven't Uh, had a lot i've had people say oh that's too much money of which then i i reply okay what's your budget Hmm. let me see if i can find a way to make your budget work to get you a product and like a lot of times they'll be like okay well we can fit your budget if you do these things right because i'm not gonna work for less than x amount of dollars yeah Yeah. so like i don't know if say they're like i got 70 minutes music what do you charge i'm gonna be like 700 bucks They'll say, that's too much money. Yeah. I can then respond and be like, okay, what's your budget for mastering? And then, I don't know, let's argue and say, they say $300. Okay. Well, you're going to have to cut that 70 minutes down to, down to this 45 minutes or right. 35 minutes, maybe. Yeah. So pick whatever songs fit in roughly that time frame, and I'll master those. Yeah. Those other songs you can re- release later. I, I don't care. But, <laughs> but then, you know, I have a package that fits what they want. Right. Or what their budget is. Or, yeah, what their budget is. And so then there's compromise there. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to hear from mastering engineers that, um, that do that. Um, I, I mean, I'm just trying to provide a more fluid experience that writers to the artist and i don't find going the solid fifty dollars per song or four hundred dollars per album kind of thing really 
is a good way to go about it. Or at least it, it doesn't seem to me to add value sure. to the artist, which is what I, I'm currently working on trying to present is some value to the artist so that my services uh, feel like they're, they should be more expensive than they actually are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's what I've always tried to do. And maybe, maybe at the end of the day, I won't, uh, I won't change my mind on how I, how I present things because this is the first time I've ever felt like I've been taken advantage of and I've mastered, well, I don't know, I've mastered a handful of records now. Yeah. Um, and it's never been an issue. It's never I've, been an issue till now. I've never had too many issues with mastering. The only time I've ever had an issue with mastering is when an artist, and this is like one of the first records I, I mastered previous to that. I had yeah. always had all the files at, at once. Right. This person couldn't afford to have it all at once. And I didn't realize that them coming back like once a month to get a new song mastered that they were planning on releasing it as an album. Yeah. If I had realized that, I would have told them, Hey, how about we make a payment plan? But <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get all the songs either. Like there were things that I was given that I, I had a, I had a client, I don't know, three years ago now, maybe longer that, um, that, I didn't know at the time, but we'd recorded two of his songs. Yeah. One of which he convinced someone else um, to pay for uh, in a real, real skeezy way. Um, that uh, he was, he was record. He, he told me he wanted to do a couple songs. Yeah. And that it might lead to an album. Okay. I was like, yeah, great. Okay. So we do a couple songs. He has me master them. Yeah. And I was, fairly happy with the masters. Um, and then he throws them up on a CD that, that he'd almost finished anyway right. with other places in town. Okay. Um, and each guy, each, each engineer that had, that had mixed and mastered a song for him that had recorded, mixed and mastered a song. They all, they all did their own masters and he just threw them all together. And there was no, there was no consistency to the mastering. Great. Yeah, like, and this guy, this guy had won a Juno. He he didn't win a Juno for this one. Definitely but, not. But he'd won a Juno for the record he did before. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was mind-blowing. I, I need a good way to educate people on this process. Yeah, well, I need to work on some email templates to explain processes to people too. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I'm, I'm currently, or one of the things I'm thinking of is having a, a template response for certain things being like, right. what is this? What are the benefits of this? I have a, I have a handful of templates written up that I can just copy and paste into an email. Yeah. Well, like that's what I need to work on is a couple like frequently asked questions, have an in-depth yeah. answer so that I'm not retyping these emails all the time. All the time. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, um, how's your website going by the way? Uh, slowly. <laughs> it, it, we, we've just been, uh, Mary's schedule is opening up a bit. So I think she's going to focus on it a bit more. Okay. Um, she's primarily going to be the person who does that. Yeah. She has like a, 
some education in marketing. Mm. So you can make better decisions. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. She's going to be doing a lot of that. Um, So, yeah, there's not a whole (laughs) lot going on with it at the moment. But it's going to be a .ca probably. What was your last one? .com. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But I lost it. It cost two grand to get it back. Yeah. GoDaddy wants two grand. That's balls. It's really GoDaddy that wants two grand? Uh, Because it, because that, that like that seems to be who I have to go through to get it, get that, that's fucked up. Domain back. That's fucked up. There is a $2,000 charge associated with that domain. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'll, I'll get a new one for, for cheaper. And it'll just be .ca instead of .com, which is probably more appropriate anyway. Mm-hmm. I um, I stumbled on an article. I mean, totally shifting gears now. Sure. Um, I stumbled on an article. Uh, I don't know, a couple couple weeks ago, maybe it was a month ago. Uh, and I thought um, I've been thinking about editing a lot lately. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've had a couple clients in the last in the last well. June, July that, uh, specifically wanted radio edits for their songs. Right. And then that's how I stumbled on this article. It was, uh, an editing guide to, to help get your songs on playlists, like on Spotify, Apple music, whatever. Right. Um, and I thought, I thought these were really interesting because they, it was more than just, um, what I would do for a radio edit, but not far off. And I just wanted to throw these at you and see what you thought about them. Sure. Um, so I obviously, um, this is the same idea as a radio edit. Um, but they're saying to release a short version of your song that's specifically catered to playlists. And I'm, I'm getting this from uh, CD Baby's DIY musician blog. Really depends on the genre, though. I think so. Yeah. Like some genres, uh, like your prog rocks and stuff. Yeah. Um, if you do shorten it, it's still going to be like seven, eight minutes long. <laughs> yeah, right. From what was like maybe a fifteen to twenty minute song before. Yeah. So I remember. Um, I remember Kim Thayhill, uh, Soundgarden guitar player. Yeah. In the nineties, when um, when their Super Unknown album came out. He was, he complained in an interview that the video edit of, um, whatever song it was cut out all of the parts of his solo that he liked, his guitar <laughs> solo that he liked and left something that didn't make any sense to him musically. <laughs> um, yeah, funny comment. Okay. So, uh, so here are the four recommendations. Um, obviously I think this is geared toward pop music, right? Yeah, probably. Um, song length. Best to keep it under four minutes. That's something. Yeah, that's a pop thing. That's a pop thing, definitely. Uh, and that's been that's been pretty consistent for the last, for radio for the last But there have years, been right? some questions around that lately. That like there are some underground pop artists that are saying, why should I stay, stay under four minutes? That's a marketing person's decision that made that right right but but that's that's why so so but there's even like evidence to show that audiences are actually starting to sway away from here's those here's here's what this article starts off by saying um 
it's important to release a short version of your song specifically catered to playlists. Now, before we proceed, please don't let this ruin your creativity or originality. Finish the original unmodified version as intended and then work on a short edit that is geared toward fitting into playlists. Yeah. Right? That's fair. And 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 the that's that's just the idea. Like this is this is just a marketing thing. Justin anyway. Timberlake does that. He has songs that are like 15 minutes long, which is awesome. But he makes radio edits that are that are four, four or five minutes or less. Yeah. Uh, usually um, his longer songs are actually like legitimately longer. Edits. He, he can get away with it because he's Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah. So here are so song length. Keep it under four minutes. Um, this next one, I hear so many differing opinions on, um, and different studies suggest different things. Intro length, less than 15 seconds. Uh, and they say specifically because people may skip before the 30 second mark if your intro is too long. Yeah, actually I could see that because I have done that depending on the music style. Right. Uh, if you have like long drone out, like chords and stuff like i'm gonna get bored yeah especially if i'm in like a certain mood that wants yeah the song to just be started so they 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 complement that by saying um the outro length should also be less than 15 seconds because you want people to to let your song play all the way through um because i guess like spotify the, the article suggests that spotify has two different tiers of of payments uh-huh. One that if that if the song plays all the way through, you get paid full rate. But if your song gets skipped before the end of the song, you get just a partial rate. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, so so it, it says make your outro less than fifteen seconds so that people actually play all the way through. Um, Release a record of silence where every song <laughs> is only two seconds long. Uh, there's actually there's actually a, an interesting thing about that in here too. Um, song structure. Um, they say in that, in that first 15 seconds of intro, you should have some sort of main hook vocal or something that lets people know what your song is about. Um, a pop thing, pop thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now here's, here's where it gets, here's where it gets interesting. Kind of the reasons behind this, um, your listener, uh, not all, not all plays are created equally and, and not all pay is equal um you need to get listeners past the 30 second mark because on most streaming services if they if if a listener if the listen is shorter than 30 seconds it doesn't count as a stream and you won't get paid so you have to get that past that 30 second mark to get any sort of money okay um <clears throat> excuse me uh <laughs> here's a here's an interesting um note you can include both versions on spotify for example by releasing a radio edit first as a single then save the extended version with your epic intro for the album yeah um here's, and, and here's a, a final tip for people that want their long intros make the long intro a separate track yeah and that why that way people can skip it if they don't want to listen to it. They can get right into the meat and potatoes of the song. Yep. Um, and you get paid twice if they listen to the intro and then yep. your track. Yep. This was a, this was a fun episode. I enjoyed talking about gear and then complaining about stuff because <laughs> that's all I do. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for uh, for listening. We'll see you guys all next week. Follow our hosts on Twitter. 
at Two Bodies of Water. You got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.